So the big question is this, how are real estate investors who don't have a ton of free time, don't have access to off-market deals, and didn't start life on third base, how do we grow a real estate business conservatively to support our families, finally leave the corporate rat race and build a legacy? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Ed Matthews, and this is Real Estate Underground. This is the Real Estate Underground podcast show number 26. Hey, everybody, Ed Matthews here with the Real Estate Underground podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today is a special treat. This is a guy that I've known for wow, better part of three years, right? Almost four, right? We met pre-COVID, so that was seems like a lifetime ago. Marco Kozlowski, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm certainly grateful for your time as well as your experience and information. How are you, sir? I'm amazing. Thanks for asking. How are you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah, Life you look great. Good. Life is good. Can't complain. Um, yeah, I don't have a boss, which is nice. That's, uh, well, I'm that married, doesn't suck. So there's that part. I have a board of directors that I have dinner with. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fine. So, yep, I get it. So, Marco, yeah, you and I have known each other for quite some time. And in fact, uh, I have a lot of friends who have worked with you over the years to grow their own businesses, their multifamily businesses. So uh, thank you for that as well. For those out in the audience who don't know who you are, why don't you just give us a little background on who you are and what you do? My name is Marco. I'm originally from Canada, just north of Connecticut, I guess. I started in real estate investing in 99. So 23 years, 20, almost 24 years now. Oh my goodness. Holy, holy cow. That's crazy. Right? We're both like getting I, old. I don't even feel like I'm 24. So it's bananas. Started like most in single family, saw an infomercial yeah. of all things and attended seminar after seminar after seminar, got educated, took a lot of action, made a lot of mistakes over the years, bought a lot of stuff pre-crash of 08 to 12 and lost pretty much every single piece of property that I had at that time. Oh, by the way, I was married at 18, four kids at 24. I do things wow. pretty quickly. Yeah. Terrific. But exactly. Well, I was a concert pianist. I was a musician yes. and pretty broke. And the reason I went into this business of real estate is to take care of my family. That was my big why. And I was married young and we were struggling for money. And I'm not sure if you know the number one cause of divorce. If, and I don't know if you've ever been divorced, but yeah, it's most people say financial strain. Yeah. Yes. It's actually marriage. Marriage is the first cause of divorce. The second <laughs> would be well, the second would be money, and uh, yeah, so we had significant money problems, and uh, sadly we had to split up. But I got custody of the kids, and I love being a stay-at-home dad, which is what I wanted to do. And I didn't have the education that most have going to school, getting a higher education. I took six months of pre-med and dropped out. And I was pretty much unemployable because I really wanted to invest time with my kids. So real estate seemed like the natural progression to do that. And single families turned into a significant portfolio, had a few hundred assets, a few hundred houses, lost most of them during the crash. I say most of them, actually all of them, except for two multifamilies that I had that actually went up in value during the crash, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, and the reason for that is when someone loses their home, there were over 12 million foreclosures during eight to 12, you got to rent. And when there's 12 million new renters on the market, rents go up because yep. it's supply and demand. The more people want a hot dog, the more expensive the hot dog can be because right. people will still eat it. It's also called inflation. And I don't know if you've tried to pump your gas into your car recently, it's a but more expensive, right? about $35 a gallon right now. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. And the only thing that I ended up realizing was, man, I need to buy more multifamily. 
Right so did that, got into mobile home parks, then into hotels, assisted living facilities, storage unit facilities. So now I'm pretty much, I got my fingers in a lot of pies. I started a small private equity fund of 20 million, then a 30 million, and now we're working on a $50 million fund. Congratulations. I've done a lot of cool stuff over the years and made a lot of mistakes. And I actually now celebrate my mistakes. I used to hate making mistakes because I wanted to be perfect. And I realized that progress is more important than perfection. So. Right. That's kind of my mantra. Progress. Again, on the whiteboard there, because I'm a project-oriented person, literally says that. It's a great saying. It's a great saying. Yep, Yep. it is. And uh, as if you're listening to this, I don't know what your level uh, of skill is, but just start. And don't worry about making mistakes. Just go. And if you just go. And when you have a problem, celebrate it. Find someone that can help you fix it. That's what mentors are for. I know that you guys have a mentorship program that's pretty kick-ass. I've known you guys for, actually, I've, I know Linda well. Right. And I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the past, but. Of course. You know, yeah. So, you know, Linda was in my program back in 2002. So I've known Linda since 02, which is 20 wow. years. Yeah. And she used to actually be part of the CTRE as well. So, yeah. yeah. So I've been around. I've been at this a very long time. And I've seen different market trends. Now that I've crested, I actually had over 6,000 units before COVID. And as the market was going bananas, I sold off about 2,000 units to cash up as much as possible because I know what's going to happen. Right. And for those that are educated, that know what they're doing and know how to do it, oh, very nice, very, very nice. Right. You'll be able it's to see going uh, sale. it's going sure. on. Everything's on. Yeah, it's a fire sale, which is great. Yeah. So I understand how you got into the real estate thing. So let's talk about your focus. You are in a handful of very specific asset classes right now. Of the 4,000 or so units that you still have, are most of those in multifamily? Or you mentioned a couple of other asset classes, storage, as well as mobile home parks. Yeah, I have mobile home parks. I don't really acquire much anymore. I'm pretty good. Once you get to a certain number, you you're really don't need to do much anymore. Right. But I know myself. And if I don't have growth in some part of my life, I start decaying very quickly and going into a self-spiraling, terrible momentum of basically self-sabotage. So I have to constantly move forward and I have to feel like I'm contributing right. or I feel like I'm dying. So if I'm not growing, I'm dying. And my kids are all like 30. And it's funny because I'm 50 and they're 30 which is bananas. So now that my kids are gone, they're married and you know they're doing their thing. And I really love helping people. So what my focus is, is not necessarily buying more stuff right now. It's really helping others acquire the right assets at the right price in the right way, how to get financed without using your own money. I'm big into asset-backed lending, which is not hard money, but it's money that's available at a true LTV of 70% of its value. So if you get an asset or 65% of its value, you can borrow 70 and have money for closing costs and some stuff in your pocket. So, and it's true asset-based lending. And these, this is private equity fund money. This is not all institutional money, but anyone that's in private money understands how that works. And our investors, those that lend, love it. And we've attracted quite, with the volume that we do, which is about 1500 units a year with my tribe, very small, powerful tribe, those that want to learn how to really buy assets outside of the area. So if we were having to work together, we wouldn't be working necessarily in Connecticut. We'd be working outside of the mm-hmm. outside of that and buying assets wherever it makes the most amount of sense. So what's my passion? What's my focus? Well, getting the right assets at the right price and playing chess 
with my counterpart in the process of communication. I love people saying no. I love making offers that get rejected. I love the process of how to get to a deal. The deal making process is a lot of fun. So, and I love seeing people grow from, I can't make my bills to, I want to lend you money. Right. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, they say, I, I think it's a Tony Robbins thing as well, that the next step of growth is contribution, right? Is, and I think we've all been blessed with people who have, and I know I have, and Linda Buckgarten is one of them who have thrown an arm around me at one point and said, okay, here are the 19 ways you're screwing your business up. And oh, by the way, here's how you fix it. And here's how you succeed. Right. And I'm unbelievably grateful and blessed to have had those people in my life. And one of the reasons you do what you do and the reasons that we do what we do over here at CT RIA is just that, right? It's time to give back. We've been very fortunate. And like you, I get fired up when I see someone that I met a year ago who didn't have two nickels to rub together. And now they've got a duplex or a four family or a single family that they're flipping, or they just closed their first wholesale deal or whatever. It warms the soul. It does. And, you know, I used to think it was bullshit. You know, I was like, these guys that just have money and they're just giving you know stuff away, you know, it's, it's bullshit. There's right. no way that's sincere. And I thought about it. And uh, as a listener, think about this. If you remember getting your first present and how cool that was, right? You got your first present, really cool. Now, it was fun to get the present. You're elated. You got this, the thing that you always wanted. Yay. Right. Now, I want you to go now to the first time that you worked made your own money and gave a present to someone that you cared about. How did it feel when you saw them open up that present and their life lit up? How did that feel? Even better. It does. Yep. So the giving actually feels better than the getting. And again, if you don't get any joy by giving, then this is probably, this business probably isn't. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Just, go to God's waiting room and have a good life. But this business is all about contributing. So a seller needs help. They're going through surgery. They need money quickly. They're going through a breakup in partnership. They're getting sued. 94% of all lawsuits in the world are in the United States. It's a trillion dollar industry and people get sued for no reason. And sometimes they just want out of it and they have an asset they want to sell quickly. And if you understand how to position yourself, you can really help those people and give them money quickly. Right. And so they win their peace of mind is there. And most people think no one's going to discount an asset. No one's, you know, everyone wants as much money as possible. Well, ask anyone who's been divorced. Why do they get divorces? If it's all about money, because there's no winners in divorce at all, except lawyers. Because if divorce, if it was all about money, no one would ever get divorced. And on top of that, if you're diagnosed with a disease and you had an asset that you could sell quickly to get the operation that would save your life, what's more important? Saving your life or getting a few shekels in your pocket. What's better? What's more important? It's not about money. It's about contribution and life and enjoying your life. So, yeah. So if you understand that and understand how to communicate in a way where people will want to tell you what the problem is, so you can just go fix it because that's all business is. What's the problem? Go out and go give it to you so you can get the problem fixed. And the more people you help, the more money you make. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You know, we have our team with our, our acquisitions team every day. And our job here is to understand the folks that we're talking with, where they're trying to go, what they're trying to get to. And our job is to figure out how to get them there, at least as far as we can get them along that line. Right. And solve their problem. That's it. That's all we are is problem solvers. And the more complex the problem is, the more you get paid. And there are very few people that really understand how to help others in, in their creative real estate space specifically. 
can't tell you how many attorneys, uh, there's a Harvard attorney across the table on Zoom asking me how to put this deal together. I'm like, didn't you go to Harvard? Like, yeah, but we don't learn this shit. So no. that's what it is. Buying investment real estate is both thrilling and sometimes stressful. Without a lending expert by your side, most investors don't stand a chance. That's where CT Rea Funding comes in. CT Rea Funding was founded by investors to help investors just like you fund their deals. Whether you're buying a single family rehab, an apartment building, or really any investment property, our team will understand your deal and help you close quickly. Go to ctreiafunding.com or call us at 860-876-0572. So I'm curious, you know, one of the things that I'm always interested in is the mentors that I meet in my life. I'm curious about the mentors you had growing up. You were a newly single father of how many? Five, you said? Four? Four. Four, four that I know of, yes. Four, four that you're... Uh, no, it was only four because I was married at 18 and uh, there you go. I was only with one human at that point. So I will take your word for it. Uh, so, but I'm curious. I promise. <laughs> I'm curious about the mentors you had in your life to help figure this out. It's a great question. I was a piano player, so I had a lot of people that I interacted with that were very successful from a performing standpoint of view. I didn't get along with my dad very much. I actually, he kicked me out when I was 14. I said, can I please finish high school? And he let me stay in a small corner of the house. My dad was really rough on me. And I think that was good, honestly, because I needed that in that push in order to succeed. So now I have this, I'm on my own feeling and I have to take care of my family. And I think those that stay at home a lot and don't leave the nest and just are lingering, it's, I think, harder to have that drive. Mm -hmm. I've seen some millennials that are like, I don't know how you're going to survive. I just don't get it. And I was in competitive judo. And my sensei was interesting. He was actually one of the heirs to the Michelin empire. He was from France, the tires and the, yes. the Michelin stars. And yeah, so he, yes. he's one of the, he would have been running Michelin now. And he went to Japan to find himself and went to study with the person that invented judo and then this guy. And then he studied under the guy that invented judo. And he wow. basically just never left Japan. And then he moved to Canada and opened up a dojo and he took me under his wing and, you know, I learned discipline and a very Zen way of doing things. It's mm -hmm. to use other people's energy in order to conserve your own, which I use in my real estate business all the time. And you name the course, I've taken it. And the person that really, I think Ron is probably the person that impacted me the most as far as speaking goes and communicating and giving back to others. Ron Legrand is probably my dad, if, if I had to put any other way to say it. Right. But, you know, I, you, you interact with other speakers as you start learning how to speak and interacting. You see what people do and how they do it. You read a lot of books. I've interacted with Sir Richard Branson a few times. I've met Jack Canfield multiple times and all over the place. Chicken Soup for the Soul. So you get to meet sure. some really interesting people along a journey. And actually, one of the most impactful lessons I had was from a homeless man. He told me to wear red socks. And I don't think we have time to go into that story, but I was pretty much suicidal when he told me to wear red socks. And the day that I actually got a pair of red socks in the mail from Australia, my life completely changed. All I can say is if you want to learn more about that story, you can go to my podcast, which is Big Fat Real Estate Checks. All right. So that's the podcast, Big Fat Real Estate Checks. You can learn about that. And it really completely changed my life. I became a completely different human. I went from really being focused on cash and money and my ego was attached to how much money I made yep. to really being of service. And I'm not even the same person as I was than I was back then. I was a terrible Amazing. person. Yeah. So homeless man actually schooled me. So I've learned that 
lessons can come in many ways. And when the student is ready, the teacher will appear and you never think it's going to appear in the way that you expect it to. So. Wow. I can't wait to hear that story. I listen to your podcast, but I don't know that I've heard that story. So I'm going to have to go back. Uh, so listen to all of them, see where it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there are like 180 of them at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You mentioned books, not only is it important from a growth perspective to help others, but I actually think that a lot of guys like you that mentor others and coach others, you know, leaders are readers, right? And so what book or books are, are on your nightstand today or what podcasts are you listening to? Or, you know, what are you paying attention to? I'll give you my top three. Who moved my cheese? Yeah. I, any employee, I have a lot of different interests. I have a themed bar that I got into like a nightclub bar that I bought just around COVID time, 2021. Anyway, it doesn't matter the, the date. Anyway, turn that around and I made everybody read Who Moved My Cheese, number one. Next is Start With No by Jim Camp. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal book. Who Not How, Love also. Phenom- right yes. And that is a really, really good book. Outstanding. Yep. So those are my top three picks for now. And The Power of Not Giving a Yep. F, right? I would normally, if it was this my podcast, I would say it, but I know that not everyone has the yeah, same level of tolerance. I know. So this is a family <laughs> show. I understand. I'm a lot more colorful than most like. <laughs> Probably why you have more, a bigger audience. I don't know about that. I, if I, offend, I offend people and I just want to be me. I don't want to be anyone else, but I do want to respect people's boundaries and yeah. understanding that. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because Dan Sullivan, the, the author of Who Not How, one of the quotes, I don't think it's in that book, is, you know, if you haven't offended somebody by noon today, you're not working hard enough. I agree. Yep. Right? Absolutely. You know, using the predictive index with those around you, which also Dan does. So there's so many little things that just line up once you understand it. And honestly, I read the notebook 10 years ago, maybe a long time ago. And I really didn't get it until I reread it maybe a few months ago. And then I really got it. So sometimes you're not ready for the information and that's fine because you have to understand the certain fundamentals first. And some pick up, you know, I'm slow. I'm the village idiot and I'm okay with that. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room but I'm good at seven things and those seven things I'm really good at. And I'm going to stick to my skill sets. I think one of my superpowers is making things very simple, very easy to understand, very digestible morsels and making things just stupidly simple. Like, yeah, I can do that. I can pull an email list. Yeah. I can send an email. Yeah. I can look for these keywords and send in the next email. Yeah. I can do that again. Oh, you mean when they say no, I do this. When they say no again, I do that. When there's a number, I put, do this. Okay. Oh, I just got a deal. Oh, that wasn't hard because you're focused on process and not on result. And if you focus on process and not a result, I think it's a lot better because everyone wants to make more money, but money by itself has no value. In fact, you don't even own it. If you take a look at a hundred dollar bill, it says property of the United States of America. It doesn't belong to you. You're just holding onto it for a while and you're not going to take it with you when you move on to the next opportunity. So it's currency because it flows and money. If I, put you in a vault with a hundred million dollars, shut it and come back in a year, you're dead. So money by itself, zero value. It's what you can do with the money that matters. So understanding that and the flow of the money. And as you said, we're in the business of helping as many humans as possible. They want money to do something else. And sometimes you don't even need to give them money. I had one instance where someone wanted to get money to buy an RV mm-hmm. and I had just did a deal where they threw in an RV and the RV that they needed was the RV that I got. So we just swapped and I got a property and the RV didn't cost me anything. So it's not always money that they want. There's something else that they want to do. You bet. So it's kind of cool. 
one wanted just to go to Thailand. I used my points, went to Thailand, got the house, you know, or it was a uh, four family. This is a while ago. So there's always something that you can do that's creative if you just listen. Right. And yes. I think listening is the hardest thing. I feel like I'm saying listen, but I'm doing all the talking. So I'm sorry, but just listen more. Yeah. Get your ego well, out of it. So you're doing it right, obviously, because you're the one being interviewed. So you can talk as much as you want there, Marco. And Zig Ziglar always said, you know, if you help enough people get where they want to go, they'll eventually help you get where you want to go. And it, it is true, right? I mean, that whether you call that karma or being a human or whatever, the fact is, is that being of service, as you said, has an intrinsic value to the folks that we work with, without a doubt. You have to listen though. Authentically be of service. Amen. I'm to add that in. Yeah. Because it has to be authentic. It can't be like, yeah, I really want to help you. How much money can I make? Right. It really has to be really sincere, authentic. I really want to help you. Yes. Presence, being present yeah. and listening and understanding what's going on and being able to react to whatever's happening and not thinking of what you're going to do next, but really being present for what your counterpart is communicating to you. Absolutely. Mm. So Marco, as always, I enjoy meeting with you. I'm just curious, you know, I actually don't know you outside of the real estate world very much. We haven't hung out and had a beer together. So we'll fix that next time you're in Connecticut. Absolutely. But when you're not talking about real estate, what do you like to do? How do you spend your non-real estate time? I race wiener dogs. Uh, I try. I, <laughs> uh, it was a joke. Yeah, I'm a disposable lighter mechanic. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of them. I watch paint dry. No, I love traveling. Yeah. And I have a problem where I'm, I get bored very quickly, very, very, very quickly. So I always have to do something new, try something new, go somewhere new, eat something new. So I'm always craving the new, new way of doing things, new way of trying that new, because I can't keep doing the same thing. I look at someone that does the same job for 20 years. I have a lot of respect for that because I couldn't do it. No. I just couldn't do it. And I'm very, very blessed, very lucky. And I don't know what I've done in the past life or in this life or the universe has given me a great blessing in that I'm doing something that I'm very aligned with. And I really love because I would have really sucked as a concert pianist. I was making seven grand a year and I was pretty good. And the best make maybe a hundred grand a year. Not that money matters because if you're right. happy, it doesn't matter. But if I was given the choice of being miserable and broke or miserable and wealthy, I'm choosing wealthy every day of the week. So right. at least I can get a yacht to pull up right next to happiness. Exactly. And you feel bad as you hit golf balls off the back of it, right? Exactly. Exactly. So Marco, if someone wants to get a hold of you or listen to your podcast, what is the best way to reach out and touch Marco Kozlowski? Definitely listen to the podcast, Big Fat Real Estate Checks, the first 10 episodes at least. We discuss asset-based lending. And if you want to learn more about asset-based lending, how you can get financed for deals, get help on buying a, a small asset using none of your own money is forbidden. You can go on the podcast, go into the show notes. I'll also do ctriamarcorocks.com. I'll put that URL together and I'll actually give you some special pricing for CTRIA members that will not be available to anyone else. And I'm going to th throw in a couple extra bonuses as well. Now, C-T-R-E-I-A, MarcoRocks.com. I'm sure there'll be some show notes or something here where you yeah, guys can do that. Yep. And again, the podcast is Big Fat Real Estate Checks, not Chicks. That's a completely different podcast. Yeah, that's a different genre altogether. Completely different audience. All right. Well, Marco, as always, certainly entertaining, very informative, and you are a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure is mine. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much, right. man. 
This has been the Real Estate Underground Podcast, a CT RIA presentation. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. If there's a specific topic you want us to cover, post it in the comments. For more information on the Real Estate Underground Podcast or CT RIA, go to realestateundergroundpodcast.com or ctria.com. Until next time, happy investing.